Hello, this is Reverend Erich I'm glad to come to you through this medium. As you listen to the word of God today, I pray that you will be impacted, your life will be transformed, and you experience God. Kingdom blessings. Lord, praise the name of the Lord. And please, let's take our seats. We are just about probably seven days away from our Empower Conference. Let's give a big hand clap unto the Lord. Can I get some monitors, some sound on my monitors here? Can I get some sound on my monitors here? And uh, I want us all to be poised for whatever it is. One of the things I want to always say is that when you belong to a spiritual house like this house, don't take the seasons we go through for granted. Amen? So, I don't want you to see it as just an ordinary thing. Anytime God gathers, it's not for just for play. Amen? It's to empower us and move us to the next level. Praise the name of the Lord. Alright, so this morning, I want us to lift a big hand clap unto the Lord for Pastor Bow and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that the entrance of your word will bring light and understanding. Anoint my lips as an oracle. This morning, let me speak the word of God to your people. In Jesus' name, amen. So, Genesis chapter 37, verse 3 to 11. Then, I may do 45 to 8. And Romans chapter 8, 28 to 30. As the first set of scriptures. So, let's go into the scriptures. Genesis chapter 37. 7 verse 3 to 11. Now Israel loved Jacob above all his sons because he was a son of his old age. Also he made him a tunic of many colors. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and they could not speak peaceably to him. Now Joseph had a dream and he told it to his brothers, and they hated him even the more. So he said to them, please hear this dream, which I have dreamed. There we were, binding sheep in the field. Then behold, my sheep arose and stood upright. And indeed, your sheep stood all around and bowed to my sheep. Verse 8, and his brother said to him, shall you indeed reign over us? Or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Then he dreamed still another dream and told it to his brothers and said, look, I have dreamed another dream. And at this time, the sun, the moon, and 11 stars bowed to me. So, he told it to his father and his brothers. And his father rebuked him and said, What is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come and bow to you to the earth before you? And the brothers envied him. But his father kept the matter in his heart. Genesis chapter 45. Verse 5 to 8. But now, do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. 
For God sent me before you to preserve life. For all these two years, the famine had been in the land. And there were still five years in which they shall neither be plowing nor harvesting. Verse 7, God sent me before you to preserve posterity for you on earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So now it is not you who sent me here, but God. And he made me a father to Pharaoh and the Lord of all his house and the ruler throughout the land of Egypt. Let's go to our third text. It's good to read the Bible. There's nothing to read better than the Bible. Romans chapter 8. And we know that all things work together for good for those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Whoever whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. I'm preaching to you on the coat of many colors. The coat of many colors. I want you to understand and come to this point in your life today that God has a plan and a strategy for everyone coming into his prophetic destiny. And everyone at the sound of my voice, there is a calling, there's an assignment from heaven on your life. Never ever think that you just showed up here with nothing. I want you to know that there's a master puppet here somewhere who controls what he, he has placed in you and preparing you for manifestation. Now, the account of the story we read is a very interesting account. Sometimes I was thinking of, of, of making the sermon title The Saga of Jacob's Family. But I just wanted to leave it this way. We are reading an account of a young man called Joseph. When you are carrying destiny, be ready to triumph. In spite of the challenges you are going through. Many of us give up too easily. Now, Jacob loved Joseph because remember that the background is that Jacob went into his uncle's place Laban's place and he found Rachel who was believed to be very beautiful. When we meet in heaven we'll ask her and see her face. Don't miss heaven. <laughs> because heaven will meet a lot of people. Then for some reason seven years after Jacob had worked for this beautiful man called Rachel, the father, who is the father of Lebanese? Very shrewd. One of the gifts of every Lebanese descent is that they are shrewd in business. It's a gift from God. 
and you have to be shrewd if you are doing business. Don't look at my face like that. I'm teaching you wisdom here. You can't be lazy. You just live your life in a business mind anyhow. Don't you see, didn't you see what you were hearing during the week? And some of you were, you were, you were, you were, you were lying somewhere. Life, there are a lot of things that makes it a puzzle. We, our life is a puzzle. A lot of things make us what we are. If I had said that a prophet was bringing a special oil and when he pours it on your head, poverty will escape. Like that day, the car park will become the church auditorium. But when wisdom is available for somebody to align himself, to be transformed, you know what I mean. That's why Africans have a lot of spirituality, but they don't have manifestation of spirituality. So, he worked for Laban, and Laban gave him Leah. Then he worked again for Seven years, like five days. And they gave him ritual. That means that, and in the, in the house, so ritual, let's welcome Miss, Reverend Mrs. Ufusafia. Uh, uh, Pastor Mary, welcome. Wow, this is a big surprise. Oh my God. Hey, God will help me today. <laughs> so, here he was, had worked for ritual. Now, for what happened because of all the issues which I said, the saga of Jacob's family, what happened was that because he was not having given birth, Jacob gave out his maid. And so, as at that time, the tenth born was given from um, uh, Leah, from the concubines. So, Jacob, Joseph came as the eleventh born. But if not because that Laban had defrauded him, Joseph would have been the firstborn. So there was an affinity he had for, for Joseph, but God had the plan for Joseph behind the scenes that even his father didn't know about. It's a quote of many colors. That is why sometimes when you come into the mind of God and the plans of God, you must understand that Everything around you, as long as you are in God, is working together for your good. Now, I want you to know that the Bible says that, so Joseph was not the firstborn, but he had the blessing of the firstborn. There's a birthright blessing of the firstborn, but there's a blessing of the firstborn. So, you don't need to be the firstborn in your family to affect your family. And when Laban is cheating you, no matter what it is, the dream you are carrying will surely show forth. So, no matter how Laban cheated Jacob, he made sure that when Joseph was born, Joseph carried the blessing of the firstborn, not the birthright blessing. Birthright blessing, you appeared first, so it's for you. That's why it's very important you must understand the concept of the blessing. Amen? Praise the name of the Lord. So the Bible says that he began to dream. Is it not amazing that Jacob had an encounter 
in Genesis chapter 28, when he saw angels ascending and descending, and the son he loved more also began to drink. Because when he made him a coat, it was the manifestation of what Joseph was carrying. Not the coat made Joseph. What Joseph was carrying made the coat. So what you are carrying does not matter what is happening outside you. When you are carrying destiny, they may not see the tunic yet. They may not see the coat of many colors yet. But you are carrying something and at the right time, it shall begin to manifest. So what happens is that they can take away the coat, but they cannot take away the ability to dream. And the Bible says he dreamed and he told his brothers and they envied him. Then he dreamed another dream. Can I tell you something? When you stop dreaming, you die. Dream. You can tell people because I'm not saying that go and tell everybody everything, but dream and speak about your dream. He spoke about his dream. Though it was not right at that time and his naivety. But be a dreamer. You must be a dreamer. In this world, if you don't dream. You see how this um, uh, Jeff Bezos is bluffiness. I'll buy two times. I'll buy today. I'll do this. You see, I say money. <laughs> the guy is just bluffiness. And people have started resigning from their job already. He has sent about almost 90 rockets into space. One man. Dream. Dream. I'm not talking about you going to eat Banku and Meko and go and dream and wake up and say, Pastor, I dream, I saw myself in, on the skies. Dream about something. Dream about your purpose. Dream about your calling. Dream about your assignment. Dream about what God put inside you. Don't let any man stop you. I have come to tell somebody that any dream that is dead in your life, I provoke that dream to come alive. The Bible says a dream may be cut, but at the scent of water, it shall bud again. I speak to every dying dream. I speak to anyone carrying dream here. I speak to anyone here that the dreams you are carrying, you shall thrive. No matter what happens, you shall thrive. I call forth your dream. I call forth your anointing. I call forth your strength. I call forth your power. I call for what God deposited into you before he sent you on earth here. I speak over somebody. You may have gone through the fire. You have gone through the storm and high water. But J. Joseph dreamed another dream. Take your seat. And when he dreamt, but Joseph's problem was not because there was four wombs in one house. Four wombs. Jacob's saga. The saga of Jacob's family. Rachel or Leah Ritual and two concubines. So the envy. Ah. To the extent that his father too said, Are you going to rule? But the father said, The father pondered over because he's seeing a manifestation of something that had happened to him. That is why Africans, we should stop shouting on our children not to dream. 
The African child, eh, you are thinking too big. Who told you that? When people are going to space, you are doing chaskele. Gutter to gutter. Praise the name of the Lord. Say, I'll be a dreamer. Oh, no matter what somebody will envy you, dream again. At the day you stop, and I want you to know, every dreamer will be hated. Ah, what does he think about himself? Ah, you want to build this business, what does he think about himself? Ah, you want to build this level of church, what does he think about himself? You want your music to be number one in the global market. What does he think about himself? But still dream. Speak your dream to yourself. Say it to yourself. Tell yourself. If they hear, they'll hear. They may envy you. But the amazing thing was that the brothers had the plot, but God had the plan. <laughs> so the brothers had a plot but God had a plan and sometimes God will make people plot against you but God is behind the scenes and has a plan tell somebody they may have a plot but God has a plan the brothers had a plot but God had a plan you must always remember yourself that when men have a plot, God has a plan. You will try. In this year, you will try. No matter what will happen. And the Bible says here that his father therefore sent him to go take care of his brothers. And that was the day God was about to trigger the movement of this young guy. Is somebody getting blessed this morning? Genesis chapter 37 verse 18. The Bible says here that, let me be running. Now when they saw him afar off, even before he came near, they conspired against him to kill him. And they said to one another, look, the dreamer is coming. Come therefore, let us now kill him and cast him into some pit. And we shall say some wild beast devoured him. And we shall see what shall become of his dreams. Every dreamer, when you are coming from far, people notice you. But God had an agenda that that is the day he was going to kick in the assignment over Jacob's life. Joseph's life. So, the Bible says here that when they were plotting to kill him, God said, it's time. So, the same time that they were plotting him, God began to move the Ishmaelites. Their cousins. Ishmaelites were connected. You know, Ishmaelite was the son of Abraham first son. So, his own cousin was now going to become a transportation, a flight, a bus to his destiny. So, God is behind the scenes working. And the amazing thing is that the Bible says that we shall cast him into the pit. For some reason, let me run fast. 
The Bible says here that now they decided to take off the tunic. Can I tell you something? When you outgrow your tunic, it might be taken off. When you outgrow where God wants you to be, he'll take you out. Sometimes you will not understand this until it happens to you. When you outgrow where God... So they strip, they strip him of the tunic because they thought it was in the tunic. It's not in the car you drive. It's not in the house you live. It is in something bigger than that. And one of the things that they did, the Bible said that when they took the tunic, then they went to kill a goat. Your enemies are about to set you up for your future. Now remember that when they put the goat blood in your tunic, your tunic is symbolic of what you are carrying. But they took it away. Then they put goat blood in it and went and told the father that a wild animal has caught him. Leviticus says that there is one good they sent into the wilderness for a wild animal to take that to then then what what the escape good so when the escape good is taken it preserves Israel so also when they put in the blood in the garment of Joseph they were preserving his destiny till he gets into the place of fulfillment so your enemies may be writing a letter your enemies may be conspiring against you. Your enemies may plan that they'll do something and, and cause you and spoil you, but they don't know that they are writing a letter for your sustenance. Are you, are you getting what I'm telling you today? The blood. What does the blood mean? Redemption. And the painful sometimes thing is that when you are going to be betrayed, it's not those who are far from you. A man's enemy shall be those of his own household. Sometimes not only your household, but people you have even taken as family. People you pray for, people you support, people you pay fees for, people you put food on your table. It's the same people turn against you. But that is the game. Because hatred must push you to the next level. Can I tell you something? The older you get, your circle of friends become smaller. Think about it. Now he goes into another house. I believe that Potiphar went to the slave market that day and was going to look for a slave. But when he passed by Joseph, something told him, come back. Pick this one. Pick this one. And Potiphar was the chief of staff. The chief of staff is that every minister reports to him. So now if the chief of staff is, has got all the commander of all the chiefs and they're having lunch and he's serving them, they are discussing economic issues. Never take any space you are serving in today for granted. I am not saying go and eavesdrop about matter, but learn the protocols of the place, learn the behaviors in the place, learn the things that don't go and work and say, oh me, I have a degree and I don't like this space, I am looking for something, so for all your years you are somewhere. 
or never take the smallest job you have been given. If it is to plaster here and you are a contractor, plaster it well and just leave it and does not matter because you have no idea. What next? And then his test of integrity came. He had to pass the test of isolation of his own siblings. That's the first one. Now the test of integrity. So you must develop a system that when you enter a high place, you will not lose your guard. You will not be goofy. Develop a system that when opportunity comes, you know, this is the whole chief of staff's wife. Say, lie with me. Now, what happened? Because he will not agree, the same garment was taken. Joseph had a problem with his garments. Now, from the garment of the chief of staff's house, he goes into the prison. And sometimes when God is about to take you up, he sends you down more. That is why you must be sensitive to the dealings of God. But when he entered the prison, he did not let bitterness take hold of him. I'm going to tell you something. Some people behave because they have hidden bitterness. Some people envy because they have hidden bitterness. Your brother sold you. Now you are working clean. Until we, Moses wrote the story, we all, we all believe Joseph's story. Everybody believed Joseph's story until Moses wrote it. So now they say, oh, it was not true. Sometimes people hear all kinds of things about you. They finally realize that it was not true. Let me leave it there. So, he did not let bitterness take off. So, when he went into the prison, he was still functioning to the extent that he became a leader in prison. Can I tell you something? No matter the wilderness you are going through, don't let bitterness take hold of you. Never try to raise a voice and say, if my father was alive, if my mother was alive, I have not had a good share of my life. I have not been treated well. That sense of entitlement, never have it. Some people have a very high sense of entitlement, no. Hey! Sometimes you are siblings and your, some siblings feel that they should be lying in the house where you should take care of them. Who told you that? And because of your bitter. The Bible says here that he was, and because bitterness chokes your gifts, chokes your skill. Listen to me very well. In an office space, don't be bitter. The guy was still in prison. Because here's a guy, if you had a dream, you put him in a pit, you were sold, you have not done anything, you are now in jail. And there he was serving. But God was taking the bitterness out of him. In your prison, hone your gifts. Show leadership whenever you find yourself today. Leaders are servants. In the prison, he was still working and serving. 
it was bitter. You have told the guy that, ah, me, I dreamt. Uh, I don't even interpret your dream. So you realize that in that same place you was functioning. And the Bible says that a day came that he interpreted the dream the way out. On top of that, hey, the cup bearer forgot him. Say, God is working it out. <laughs> God is working it out. Sometimes it's as if they have forgotten you. Sometimes it's as if God has forgotten you. You have prayed a prayer. You have asked God for several things. But it's as if God has forgotten you. No. There's always a day that God begins to trigger things. And I have seen how God has in my personal life. Where that I never expected help to come from. That is where help came for me. He was still honing his gift. Interpreting dreams. Cleaning up the place. Then, the day, because you see, if he had come out early, there was no dream to interpret. <laughs> and one of the amazing things is that now he has grown from dreaming to interpreting of dreams. Never remain where your gift started. Sharpen it. Horn it. Work on it. On, on, on Wednesday, we heard how this lady said that she has creative ideas, and that is what has brought her where she is today. So she's never worked for anybody. Horn your gift. Don't be lazy. Don't, hey, let's work. Nobody wait for you. Horn your gift. Work it out. Sometimes it's very hard. Some, and you see, your body will be tired. I always make a joke that when your body is tired, take alaguin and plenty of water and sleep. When you wake up, you'll be strong. Don't be lazy. Then the Kairos movement came. Genesis chapter 41, verse 14 to 16. Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph. And they brought him quickly out of the dungeon. He shaved and changed his clothing and came to Pharaoh. And Pharaoh, and Pharaoh said to her, I've had a dream and there's no one who can interpret a dream. But I've heard that said of you that you can understand dream and to interpret it. So Joseph answered first saying that it is not in me. God will give Pharaoh an answer of peace. Listen to me. The Bible says that when he was called out of, can you put a text there? I want you to look at that text. I may have said, but this month is the month of empowerment. And you will try. It's the Bible said that, verse 14, quickly, 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 quickly. And Pharaoh sent and called him, and they brought him out of the giant And he shaved. Listen to me very well. You see, the Jews grow beard. It's when you meet the Messianic Jews, you see that their beard is long. But the Egyptians don't grow beard. They don't. Because they don't. If you see an Egyptian pharaoh, all of them, they are cleanly shaved. But I'm not talking about shaving matter. I'm talking about presenting yourself in alignment to where you are applying for a job and where you want to go to the next level. I'm not hearing anybody receive this thing now. I thought you were clapping. Did I tell you to start clapping? Clap. I 
I see believers who appear in places not packaged. The Bible says he shaved because he can't stand in front of Pharaoh with a beard. You are going for an interview. You don't even know the company colors. You don't know the protocol. Me, if I know that they are wearing blue and blue, I'll appear in the interview blue and blue. Yeah, already I'm telling you that I'm, I'm ready. If you are going somewhere to meet somebody, never take it for granted. You must understand the protocols of the place. You don't go to an office or some space with you are invited to a place, they've not given you a chair, you are sat down already. And you see Christians like that. That's what the Bible is the children, children of the world are wiser than the children of this. <laughs> So the Bible says, I like the script. Say he shaved. That is number two. Then when he said that you have a way of he said, God shall give you an answer of peace. He was still depending on God. He was not arrogant. Ah, Pharaoh. Ah, this dream is small dream. Ah, this one is small. What I have interpreted is more than this one is small. He said, God, the factor of God. As you rise, as you go higher. The factor of God. God will give Pharaoh an answer of peace. Joseph predicted 14 years of the stock market. 14 years. Then he also told him what to do. And he positioned himself to take that CEO position. When you are given opportunity to come into partnership. Don't take a salary. There are some places that you become very influential that you should look out for partnership, not salary. And a company can worth a million dollars today, but they can give you an offer that we want you to be part of us, or you can take 300,000, we are gone. And some of us, you see 300,000 is plenty money because you have not seen it before in your life. But if you work for the next five years, that company with the trajectory that and the kind of strategy they have in the next five, ten years, they're going to work a hundred million. Just imagine you have thirty percent of hundred million. Don't see small money and be goofy. Don't see small business and be goofy. Sometimes it's a small business. Laying somebody's wall. Don't misbehave. Do it with alacrity. Finish. Deliver. And walk away and say that they will not call you again. I want you to know that the Bible says, For we know all things work together for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborns among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, he also called. 
And him who he called, he also justified. And whom he also justified, he also glorified. I'm here to announce to somebody, in this month of drive, and no matter the challenges you have gone through from the time of COVID till now, no matter the pain, the things you have lost, your dreams may have not been manifested. But I am here to tell somebody, you are coming out of that space. You are stepping into manifestation. And the Bible says all things together. All things work together. Somebody at the sound of my voice. The good and the bad and the ugly you went through is working together. Because God has a purpose. They may have a plot, but God has a plan. They may have an assignment, but God has a strategy. I'm here to tell somebody, it does not matter where you find yourself. The Bible said, for him who he foreknew, he predestined. That means you are the right place at the right time to be conformed. The only way you can be conformed is to go through the fire, is to go through the pain, is to go through the rejection. The only way you can be conformed is when hatred leaves you, when bitterness leaves you, when challenges leave you. I'm here to announce to somebody, God is conforming you. You may be living on somebody's veranda, but God is conforming you. That when you build a big house, you will know that it is by God. God is conforming you because you are struggling with transportation today. So when you buy under Mashakata, the dream car you want to drive, you will not see it at your strength. God is conforming you. That is why you are rejected by your parents, rejected by your colleagues. So whatever you are going through is still working together. It's still working together. Because when you want to eat a piece of cake, you can't take the flour alone. You can't take the egg alone. You can't take the black currant alone. But you need to mix them. So first you mix the egg and mix it with the sugar and put the esvalina in and put the flour in and put the black currant in before it goes into the oven. It also means that not every part of your life is sweet. Black currants are sweet, but egg is not sweet when it is raw. A flour is not sweet when it is raw. It's all part of it. But I like something about baking. When they are baking a cake, what happens that a type of cake you are baking determines the type of temperature you must use. If you are baking a fruit cake, it has its temperature. If you are using a baking a sponge cake, it has its temperature. But the amazing thing about baking is that you must always preheat before you put the cake inside. Can I tell you something? God has preheated your trial for you because he has predestined you. So your trial is preheated. So when I'm going through my crisis, don't write me off. You don't know the crisis I am going through. You don't know the pain I'm going through because your crisis is different from my crisis. My challenges is different from your challenges because the kind of cake that God wants to bake me, it may be different from you may be a fruit cake, but I may be a, a wedding cake, so it might take a longer time, but at the end of the day, I remember my mother, anytime my mother baked cake, as soon as we come from school, and we arrive at the gate of the house, we can still smell the cake, can I tell you something, when God is over with you, you don't need to announce your presence, the words your fragrance shall go ahead of you your words shall go ahead of you your blessings shall go ahead 
ahead of you. You don't need to advertise yourself. You don't need to have a call card. Something on you is about to attract something. I speak to somebody, no matter the changes, the challenges you are going through, but the Bible says he predestined her. And those who he predestined, he also called her. And those who he called her, he also justified her. And those who he justified, he also glorified her. I see glory for somebody after you have gone through the fire, after you have gone through the storm, after you have gone through the challenges. I see you coming out as a better person. That is why Joseph said, you taught it for evil, but God taught it for good. I came here to announce to somebody in this month of thriving, it does not matter what you are going through, God is flipping it around.